0: What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me tonight is the one and only Little Brother. How are you on this Finding Me?
1: I'm groovy. How are you, bro? Dude, I'm
0: still hyped up. I went to see F9, the Fast Saga. I kind of feel a little funny way because every time I want to just say Fast and Furious 9, Fast 9, I think about my computer, keyboard, and F9. But the movie, oh my gracious, you know, this franchise just, it's like the Jason Voorhees of action, thriller, let's throw everything against the wall, and oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that's stuck. This thing is insane. I mean, in the first 15 minutes, it's like, no, that couldn't happen. That, that's not possible. Nope, there's no way that would be the case. What? He should be dead. And throughout all that, I'm sitting there going, I don't care. I
1: don't care. More. Let's get more. It's and I saw them go up against a tank with exotic rear-wheel drive cars on ice. And they were good. So I think we're kind of like, you know
0: what? I'm trying to think. What was the point of the franchise where it was like, oh, okay. We don't need to worry about realism anymore. Just have a good time. Was it when Dom and Brian leaped off the bridge in Fast Five?
1: No, I actually think not ever done that. I, I might have done a cliff jump once or two, twice. I'm not psycho enough to do that kind of cliff jump. It was literally when they were in Brazil, again, fast five, where they literally were like destroying the whole city with the, um, what was with it the ball, yeah. yeah. And just.
0: And the cables held together. I think maybe that was the part where it was like, yeah, I, I, unless, unless they wrapped it with duct tape, that shouldn't be possible.
1: I mean, at some point, th- those cables can't possibly survive that. No.
0: Because nothing else was surviving.
1: Because it's like, they were taken off basically like first floor on buildings. And it wasn't like the buildings, like we know. Hey, <laughs> you take our first look, the whole dang building. So there shouldn't have been any more travel behind them. It's like the buildings should just all came down, and there should have been no more car races. And they should have been the most wanted terrorists in Brazil ever. Ever.
0: Like we can't. We can't go back to. We can't go back to Brazil. It's like I, like yeah. I kind of broke Carlin, so yeah. Can't go back to Brazil. But this one. I can speak freely on a Fast and Furious 8 spoiler. My biggest problem with that was how they did William's mom with Elena. Or they killed off my girl who has been holding it down since Fast Five. I know that helped create some beef with Cypher, but I'm like, why do we have to kill her off just so Dom can get custody of Brian? Or, yeah, kind of like that. And I just felt like that was the one thing they could have not done, and it would have been okay. Now, granted, we have seen at least two characters we thought were dead, miraculously still be around. So maybe Cypher used rubber bullets and just knocked her out really hard. I am now, though, thinking we never saw Giselle's body. And maybe Giselle was just like Ian and just been in the hospital for a really long time recuperating. So maybe past 10, we'll have the return of Giselle.
1: Uh, Jeff, I hate to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure she got vacuumed into a jet airplane. Hmm. I think they kind of saw that.
0: Maybe maybe the car
1: stopped it. Maybe? Could have? Hey, hey, we... Han's dead. (laughs) He's literally... Under I mean like un- pinned up under his chair, gas tank explodes. There's no like 40 minute lag time where a secret agent can miraculously take him out of the car. Just, the, best part,
0: the best part of this movie is they they act like they wrote this stuff, like that was the way it's supposed to go all along. And it's like Um Yeah, okay. And it's really like my part of my brain is still like no, 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 come on. But the the majority is like,
1: cool, yeah, 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 that makes sense. I'm I'm down with it. The Fast and and Furious franchise very much goes with the, if we write an explanation, it does not have to be perfect. We will explain our logical ridiculousness. I mean, if you buy it, we're cool, but if you don't, probably in the franchise for it.
0: And I feel like as a viewer who grew up watching soap operas with my grandmother, I'm fine, just as long as you respect me enough to take the time to come up with a ridiculously convoluted explanation. I feel like you took some time,
1: I'm good with that. He he might have initially got his head cut off, the surgeon actually put it on after they put his head on ice and then put it right back on. Yeah,
0: it's okay. It, It works. Yeah, or they just do flash science where they just start saying a bunch of terms that don't make any sense or something. A rhythm. Yeah. Um, But Han coming back, so needed because Han was such a cool character. I always love the fact that Han played into zero Asian stereotypes. He wasn't the tech expert. He wasn't the math whiz. He wasn't super great in martial arts. He was just a regular... Dude, he was like by far the coolest dude of Dom's crew.
1: And he had his snacks, and he was just like, Yes, Han is cool. War on, he he had his little quirks about the smoking. But it's like, if you did not hate, I mean, like I said, Tokyo Drip is a fun movie, but Dom, I mean, the Han, it was, I mean, he was like, Yeah, I, I hang out with that dude, he's cool, like, there's no, it was just cool.
0: And, and one other thing that I really liked about this movie, hopefully I can find some time to write about it, is how much the Fast and Furious franchise pivoted right when it became this thing of, hey, let's make our movies this combined shared universe. Like, Fast and Furious started before Marvel Cinematic Universe, but when Fast Five, I think it was Fast Five. When that came out... That was when they started making this change of, of, wait a second, we can do this too. I always think, you know, we, all, we go on so long about DC. Yeah, Fast and Furious came out in 2009. And that was right after Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. And I don't think they had anything in 2009. I think 2010 was when we got Iron Man 2. So they got a little sample of like, oh, okay. And then from that point on, they started going, All right, cool. Here's what we're going to do. With Fast Five in 2011, before the first Avengers, we're going to put in end credits to tease the next movie. So many other movie companies are like, We don't need to do that. We don't need to copy Marvel. They're like, Pshh, watches. So they did that. They started intersecting characters and plot lines. So in Fast Five, when Han is somehow still alive, it's like, What? how is this happening? So they make this continuity in their own universe where you're engaged in the story and you know, it's kind of out of order how we've been watching them, but it creates a larger narrative where it's, we're filling in the blanks with Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six and Furious Seven, where it's like, how is all of this stuff connected? And when the motto of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, it's all connected, that's what the Fast and Furious franchise started doing. They started connecting everything and characters that we saw in one movie we see them again, we'd see them pop up later, even if it's just a really short cameo where it's like, ah, okay, I remember my man from that one. And they just kept randomly doing this. And fast F nine is another great example of that where it's just like here are more nods, here are more Easter eggs, here's more references to what's come before. And just like with with the non movie sequel trilogies of the disney era star wars and the marvel cinematic universe people love this stuff they eat up the all the ties to different things like oh okay this ties into this show this ties into this character this ties into this movie perfect i'm, I'm all about it when i saw jarvis from agent carter in endgame i was like oh that's so cool didn't mean anything to anybody who wasn't watching agent carter but it was the cool little nod for people who went deep diving into the marvel universe and Fast and Furious has done that better than any other franchise besides, I mean, they they, they were like, oh, this is the new trend. We're going to do this now, too. And things worked out really well for them cause to the tune of $6 billion.
1: I, I, I mean, that that one's a proof is in the play. Like, like we we don't have to be, it can be as, almost as ridiculous as a Marvel movie without actually having superheroes we will make money on this. This is not a if they make money, we can't make money.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that, that's really it. It's like no one else felt like, yeah, we can't do that because they did it. And they were like, "Well, why? We can do that too." And we're going to we're going to take our characters who have been these street racers kind of doing some action stuff with fast and furious and we're just going to make them superheroes without powers. And they do just as much ridiculous things as we've seen in some of these Marvel movies. And people love it. And there's no, eh, it's a little bit too unrealistic. I mean, these are people who watch the Marvel films and, like, yes. And they're fun. They know their audience and they deliver what the audience wants. It's
1: like ridiculous. And I think we now accept ridiculous is baked in the Fast and Furious cake. And they're <laughs> It's like you keep eating. anything an Hey, y'all got some yellow cake, white cake, chocolate cake, whatever. Y'all just put the cake in front of us, will you? You know, we got. Oh, there's ridiculous in here. Oh, okay, good. Good to see the usual flavors still here. Right. And here's the extra topping of ridiculous for you. wow. It's more ridiculous. Wow. Perfect.
0: Would you, would you want a drink of absurdity too? Why? Yes, I do. And it tastes really good. I
1: didn't know I needed absurd,
0: but yes, that's a way Apparently, to go. Yeah, I do. John Cena was really good in this, too. I feel like I've seen him in a lot of movies at this point. But I don't feel like I've seen this version of John Cena in a movie. And I want to see more of this take
1: of Cena. Okay. Is that because... I'm trying to think of how to... I don't know much of John Cena's movie catalog. Is this because John Cena played a villain in used to kind of seeing John Cena as not the villain?
0: I think it's more because his character has greater depth than I'm used to seeing in anything that he does. Excuse me, whether that's Green Fox.
1: Green
0: like That's a movie where it's like, okay, it's so by the numbers, it's like, okay, yeah, you can do that just fine. But in this one, he had some nuance to his character. He had layers where it was like, oh, okay, not everything's what we thought with this guy. And, of course, he is the real physical presence, so he doesn't look like a chump. And he can go toe-to-toe with Vin Diesel in the same way that Dwayne Johnson did. Now, the only thing now, I'm like, well, do we need Hobbs back? Yes, but will we get Hobbs back if John Cena returns?
1: I mean... <sighs> Funny, like they're, I mean, Dwayne and uh, Vin Diesel's beat made him so he had to have a spinoff. But it's almost like I don't know if I need that quote unquote abundance of riches. Like, hey, he's, I mean, he's good. I mean, I I love Rod's character in the show, but I don't necessarily, I mean, almost some time away might be good for him for his character, like, because he shouldn't be part of the crew. But when he comes back, like, when Kirk Russell's calls yeah, that might be even cooler, so. I I did feel like I didn't miss him
0: so much in this one. It was more of a, well, let's get the whole gang in here, as opposed to this movie would be so much better positive. So, yeah. Now, box office analysts are hoping that F9 triggers the summer blockbuster season. Uh, We've had A Quiet Place. It did a little less than $60 Pretty good. It's um, now at 225 million domestically, which is good. No, I think I'm sorry. That's worldwide, and and that's okay. But the pandemic is still very much prevalent to people not wanting to go to theaters. People not sure if their theaters are open, and just various restrictions. F9 is going to have a window, 45 day window, where it's in theaters. And then it's going to get to premium video on demand. Having seen this on the big screen, I think this is a movie, and I watched it with Dolby, like super surround. So when the cars are rolling and all this stuff, I, I can feel the rumble in my chair. That's great for a movie like that.
1: Uh, Wolverine Origins or whatever they. Gosh, that was Logan. That was
0: Logan we saw that. That was awful. On so many levels. But yeah. But this one actually warned it and it was cool, and it was fun. It was like, yeah. So if you go into the movie theaters, try to get that kind of theater experience where you can get the rumbles of everything because there is plenty. And you won't get a headache because they, they don't just overload it, but it's just enough to be exciting. So what do you think here? They're they're hoping that it'll make $70 million to open worldwide. I'm sorry, internationally. It's earned $300 million this weekend. It should hit $400 million do you think this is going to be what gets people back to theaters and we see the return of normal box office? Numbers?
1: Well, here's, you know, back to slight Debbie Downer, Uh, okay. <clears throat> um, but there are new, like places that are not taking vaccine in the U S their numbers are going up. Like kind of what you expect because
0: COVID truly didn't go
1: anywhere. Um, but those aren't I, – I mean, I don't – the box office numbers by state. But I don't think those are the places that are necessarily needing to go see Fast and Furious. I think you have – East Coast and the West Coast are pretty good. So I think your numbers are going to be pretty – I think that's that's going to be the first true blocks off, I mean, blockbuster this summer. I, mean, I think it'll real well for Black Widow, too.
0: Hey, way to segue right into it. So, the early reviews of Black Widow are in, and critics are saying this is the one of the best standalone Marvel Studio films, period. I'm excited about that because Black Widow deserved her good movie after missing out. You sent me the note that, yes, this is set in between Civil War and Infinity War, and I was like, hey... Remember, I said that a long time ago, because she's wearing the green jacket that her sister's wearing in Infinity War. And I bet that may have something to do with her blonde hair as well. We're correct. Yeah, so that works out pretty well, and that's cool. But, yeah, if Black Widow's a hit, my only thing is, are they going to be like, shoot, we should have killed officer, Natasha? Gunner, welcome to the party. <laughs> what do you think?
2: That's exactly what I'm thinking is going to happen. I, I'm like, watch this movie like hit big, especially with the reopening, and it's supposed to be a good movie, and everybody's supposed to be anticipating it, and it's a Marvel movie, no matter what. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh, we don't have to do the alternative universe situation, or or a time variant situation. I don't know, one of the two. Something got to give.
0: Yeah, it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out because I think they've set up from just knowing comic books, a success and a succession right. plan. Of course. But I also feel like Natasha always was a key component to these movies. And because yeah. she didn't get her own movies before, I almost feel like she could deserve that she could earn a little bit more. Now I know she's in Iron Man Two, Winter Soldier, Civil War, the four Avengers movies. So she's been in as many movies as Robert Downey Jr. But I'm still like, oh, man, he's more. Maybe we'll get a flashback of her in Hawkeye, which if we wanted to get her back in the fold somehow, that would be a good avenue to do that. Where they could talk about their trip in Bangladesh. Budapest.
1: Budapest.
2: Budapest.
0: I was like, wait a second, Bangladesh. Yeah, I
2: was like, it wasn't.
0: Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. But Black Widow could be the the one that shakes up the box office and gets it going along with F9. Now the thing is, there's not a lot of movies related to do much after that. Because everybody was like, yeah, we're not trying that. We're we, we crashing brown on that in 2020. We're going to wait a little bit longer. So we're going to have an onslaught of movies coming in in the fall. Which means everybody it's going to be a thing of no re- repeat box office champ. Just the new one every week. I'm not sure if that's a bad thing, but we're still getting a lot of films going direct to on-demand to premium service. Now, if there's anything that hurts Black Widow, is that the same day it's in theaters, you can watch it on Disney Plus if you chalk up 30 bucks. Now, if you would go to the movies with anyone else, that's 30 bucks. So it's kind of this thing of don't watch it home, don't want to watch it there, because I can tell you. When I watched F9, it was a press-only thing. But when we saw A Quiet Place 2, I was like, oh, my gosh, I hate the movies again. I just want to be home and watch them on my own without the crying baby, without people putting on their cell phone just because, you know, just the whole deal, you know? It's like, ugh, the stupidly overpriced food, the seats where I'm like, can't get comfortable, you know? Like,
2: Ooh. Where'd you go, by the way? Because, you know.
0: Well, we saw a
2: Neighborhoods way. matter, I'll just say it like that.
0: They do, they do. But I don't like having to go out of my way to watch a movie. I don't like going past five movie theaters to get to one that won't have that experience. Especially in a semi-pandemic era. Right. Jace, what do you think?
1: Uh, when I, I, again, I, I think you... Even with the premium access, I think this is one, if you get the people, this is one premium access would truly be the pop off, jump off point. Because it'd be like, you'd actually have people who would go to the movies and have like five of their boys or, you know, girlfriend and dates. I think most of them are probably going to be like, I'll watch this over my house and then, you know, call you after I've watched it. You know, we can lie, I mean, this might be a situation where some of the new technology is like, I'll watch it on screen with you while we watch the whole movie, and we can talk like we want to.
0: Now, In that's that- an interesting point. And also, the people, if it's as good as we think, and because there's been a dearth of blockbusters, maybe people go to theaters and then go, y'all want to watch it again, but I'll just watch it at home. I'll pay the 30 yeah, right.
2: I'll pay another 30. I got to pay another 30 bucks anyway. Right. Watch that's now. That's right.
0: right. So I'll just do that. And that way I can watch it whenever I want. To.
1: Especially after all of us got burned by Wonder Woman uh, 1984. If we'd actually went to theaters and saw that, we'd have been like, we deserve any bad that comes to us for being stupid enough to go see this movie.
0: That's not true. That movie looked like it was going to be good. It wasn't one of those things that like, this doesn't look great. You know, it wasn't a party. No, hope. we all had high
2: hopes. I was like, "Oh yeah. am let's go!" And then after the first fifteen minutes, you're like,
0: "No, the first fifteen minutes were kind of dope. it was like everything after." I said that, after, that. after
2: the first fifteen minutes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Wait, okay." You know, anyways, I I don't know, man. I I know that you know those of us that will have a theater in their house while. The direct to or theater plus, you know, theater plus premium on your apps or whatever are going to be one or I don't know, it's going to be hard once I have a theater in my house. I know that how many people are going to have theaters in their house or like the big, big, big screens in their house. But the fact that they're still selling means that there's a good amount of people that are going to have it. So I'm, I'm curious to see what those numbers will be for those that or even people that will put one. Somewhere in there, you know what I mean. You know, all you have to do is have a spare bedroom at this point, right? So once you put the screen in there, I'm wondering how. I wonder if this is going to push. I'm just thinking economically, like, or, or you know, uh, whole heart. You know, what is it? Well-roundedly economically, whereas like, is this going to push the home theater thing again?
0: You know, I, I'm curious what it's going to be like for people who've been a year out of movie theaters to go back and go. Ugh. This sucks. I don't like this anymore. Right. Exactly. I'm going, I'm going to, to make this bedroom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think we'll see people go back. But I'm curious, not because of the quality of movie, just because of the quality of movies, the experience with the car, right. concessions, the audience, and sometimes that's good, but more often than not, it's not great. And just that comfort level when you even watch the Netflix movies. Oh, I need these bathroom. Pause. I'll be right. Right. I'll be right. Which you can't right. do. You can't go, hey! Can y'all press pause real fast? I gotta
2: go back. Yeah, I'm very curious to see also, you know, the what is it, the uh cinemarks and all them, you know, the, the cinebistros of the world, if they're still open, some of them will reopen, I'm sure. Um of the world that have already like, you know, I we used to go to those theaters and it wasn't as packed unless it was a blockbuster. Um, and even then, people knew how to act because you're paying 50 bucks plus, you know what I mean? <laughs> to eat and watch the movie with your, you know, with, your, with, your, with your data with your peoples. So, you know, the little economic weed-out process that might actually, you know, I feel like those would be successful if they came back out. I don't know about the regular theaters anymore, man, just for the exact reason you said. But I'm Experience.
0: About what will happen with those where they have the big, lavish um, deals where you go and pick up your popcorn, like it's just they make it and they just put out a whole line are they just going to have that like it's the buffet style or they're going to make changes because you've been to some places, at least I have lately, where it's like yeah, yeah, now that's not a thing anymore and we're not doing this You went to Bob Evans and you know Bob Evans, they have that little area where you can have that kind of old school diner bar experience where you can just sit up there that's on gone. I mean, it's still clear, but you can't sit there and and hang out and talk to the cooks and the waitresses and all that stuff right there. And I'm curious what they're going to do for those kind of places with the movie experience. Like, will I be able to get all my candy just from this, or will I need to have somebody hand it to me? Anyway, we're talking about that. Now, with Disney+, Plus. that streaming service is just killing all expectations and everything else, uh, Kevin he said there's still no plans to release WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I presume Loki, on Blu-ray. Does this mean people are going to have to go to Comic Cons to pick up the not official DVD and not official Blu-ray of said shows because they want to watch them on their TVs that don't have Disney Plus? Uh, speaking as somebody who has picked up one or two
1: unofficial. Uh, copies of uh, some T V shows from a con. I think because of the qu- because you're getting like Blu-ray quality from a streaming service that you can put on your phone. You can put on all your smart TVs. There's no rush to do that. Like like I'm I'm be honest. Like I had like I bought like Legion of superheroes because there was no streaming place to have it. There was no uh they didn't have it on D V D or anything like that, so I bought something like that. But then it became went on um, what is it, Disney Plus. It was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Now oh, so, Legion
0: didn't come on Disney Plus. Hmm? Oh I'm sorry, are you talking about the, the live action show or Legion of Superheroes?
1: Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Now I know that was you know, sorry, you know, that's, that's on uh what is it? HBO The one, right? Frontier.
2: Yeah, I was like, mm, I'm like, no, DC's on HBO, man.
1: Yeah. Um, so again, if they start doing the hey we're recycling we're this off, then you're like, okay, I gave y'all a chance. I really stopped buying Blu-rays for a little bit. But if you guys do this, I mean, like basically we're, we're moving stuff off, recycling back and forth. Like that'll be the point. Okay, we're going back to buying Blu-rays. At least those of us who've been burned like right. that before.
2: And I've been burned like that before, where I was like, "Yo, I'm buying these," and I'm still, I still every now and then pick up the newest whatever. Um, I think the last one I got is I'm looking at the shelf now. The, the last one I got I was, 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 Red yeah, like, was Red Sun. Yeah, I'm like this Red Sun Superman um, because I was scared that at the time Disney uh, DC Universe app would be too late in carrying it and all that mess. Remember they used to be late to the party, um, mm-hmm. and then everything moved to HBO Max and a little faster, I think. So that's pretty cool. And they're and they're still there, so I'm kind of like I don't really need to get them. I've risked that, and I feel like Disney Plus is the same way. I mean, they got gargoyles for God's sake. They're not cycling things off. They got the crappiest Spider Man ever, the Spider Man Unlimited show, crappiest show ever. They still have that, and only lasted one season. They still have that. Um, so I have no no. Th- I don't think they're gonna pull a Netflix, who took off. Um spider-verse by the way so i had to actually buy that yeah yeah,
1: yeah this. Did, they, did dc um universe ever even get uh red sun superman
0: yeah okay
1: finally yeah.
2: did yeah. okay, okay. I, I, and there's no hbo max as well so yeah
1: i just really think they missed the biggest part was not having same day releases because i thought that was going to be their hook. And I was like, oh, that was my hook for that. My was like, that was going to be
2: perfect. Right.
1: And then they decided, like, no, we're going to have like a 90 day delay. It's
2: like. Something like that, right? Like, I was like, that's dumb. At this point, I might as well just go buy this and turn off this seven ninety-nine thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which, a not- like, okay. Which a lot of people ended up
2: doing. Which a lot of people ended up doing. I mean, back- if you still got the digital comics, cool, but we're old, so I need to smell it. I need to smell my comics.
0: Uh, I mean. You know, Call I me a know, oldy old
2: fogey who you know like the old cats I that are like the smell to smell the vinyl
0: pages. I need to put the disc in. I know that's not what the cool kids do anymore, but I'm just I'm too traditional on that, so I'm kind of like mm, okay.
2: And then and then I'm am so, so so weird with it. I'll buy the Blu-ray the combo set, stick it on my Apple TV as well. So now I have like and it's a good thing. Um, The one thing you that would lure you to the DVD was the Death in the Family one, where you could only choose your own Avenger oh, on the Blu ray and DVD. Okay. When you watch it on all the digital platforms, even when you take it off of the. Yeah, it was just like, why am I watching all these shorts? Some of them are cool, but come on.
0: Yeah,
2: it wasn't Phantom Stranger, movie. really? I don't need the 70s version of Phantom Stranger. Thanks. So, <laughs> I like that.
0: I thought it was cool <laughs> to have Terry Cole doing the voice. It was cool. Cool, but.
2: Exactly when I found out, like, I can't just watch it in my bed in the digital copy. I have to literally go downstairs,
0: that was, lazy, that was, you know, I was, I was being lazy. I don't want to
2: go downstairs and pick up the DVD and watch it in my bed or Blu-ray and put it in my bed. So I was very happy that at least that was like a, you know, that could be a draw, too, of people of the old. I'm not. Yeah, I was not watching those no shorts. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I was
2: like, What's the yeah. Speaking of DC Warner
0: Brother animation films. Batman along Long Halloween Part 1 is out. I have told you guys uh, twice now how much I love this movie. I've been reading the trade, and I am amazed at how much is actually word for word what, what is written in the comic. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Just do this all the time. You don't need yeah. Batman and Batgirl hookups. Don't do that. Just, just do what's in the comic. It'll work, honestly. Because people still talk about this story. They still talk about killing other. They still talk about Nightfall. And it's not because we need to switch up something drastic and make it more relatable. No, the story works. Just do that. And I can't wait for part two because there's nothing in that that should be too outrageous for them to do. And I've always said that... I oh, what? Yeah. Well, the death of Superman. That first part is Jason rocking in his black shirt with Superman. That first installment was really was perfect. I mean they changed up a few things but it was still like really 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 good. The second one I knew was going to be a little bit of trouble because there's so many elements to the reign of the Superman that is really hard to pull off. You can't introduce Mongol, have him right. break the city because you need Hal Jordan there who's a major right. part of that story to go crazy and the way they were setting up the universe they couldn't do that so they had to scrap that whole thing and it just made it really hard to adapt that as faithfully as they did the first part. I don't think there's gonna be a problem like that with Long Halloween. Gunner, have you seen it yet?
2: I haven't. I plan on it. I can't wait to. Um from what it sounds like, they're doing it like they did uh Return Yeah Dark Knight yeah. Returns, where it was just like, you know, the you know, one and two where it was just here's the comic, frame by frame only animated, here you go. With After a great the, voice actor here and there,
0: right? I if you'd have told me Peter
2: Weller was on there beforehand and, you know, way before it was on there, and I would even like, oh, God, what the hell? He pulled the hell out of that off as, as old old, uh, old Bruce Wayne. He pulled it off. He pulled it off.
0: Jensen Ackles is so good as Batman. I okay, would have him Batman in a live-action DC movie. Because, you know, like nice. within two more years, they're going to be done with Robert Pattinson. and be like, we need to cast a new Batman. So I'm assuming that's going to be the case. But he's really good. He played Red Hood and Under the Red Hood. Now he graduates nice. to the main Kyle. And so good as Batman. And nice. yeah, the whole cast is really great. Josh Duhamel, who was in um, Jupiter's Legacy, comes back into the superhero world. And he's Two-Face or Harvey Dent. Oh, wow. Really good. Billy Burke, who you may remember as the crooked husband in 24 that Kim babysat for. He's Commissioner Gordon. And wow. Cass is just dead on. It's like, oh, man, this is great. And I was worried because I told you all this, that the Joker was going to overwhelm. He doesn't. He's in just the right amount of time. He's creepy, crazy, and just like he was in the comic. So I'm happy. Nice. Speaking of things that are not going to have me as happy, and then I probably won't see. And I am also shocked that this movie is now at its seventh installment. Transformers 7, Rise of the Beast. We will see the Maximals, the Predacons, and yes, the Terracons. I am terrified at how bad this is going to be. But are you guys excited about this? and the CGI
2: with, is going to be so crappy again aren't they isn't i mean my gosh they couldn't get cars right you think they're going to get an animal animals animals you know they did it right dinosaurs, they're not going to get it right man
0: they got it right with bumblebee they decided they were like it was like they were in the wizard of oz where they were in black and white all this time and they're like whoa color and they discovered color they could actually color the different Decepticons and Autobots more than just one stale dark color. And right. it was like, yes, this is Transformers. Do this. I doubt they're gonna do that with this. But if they do, it could work.
1: Jace, you were in the base wars a little bit more than I was, right? It's funny, you when you started listing all those like cons out of my I have no idea about any of those.
0: You know, I have a, a vague memory.
1: I yeah. the I remember, but like the Mamma Bubba bub. are from Beast Horse.
0: And yeah. the paracons, I'm pretty sure, formed Abominus.
1: No clue about any of that. I, mean,
2: I, I have a vague memory of that, and I, that's my, probably when I stopped watching that crap. Seriously. I was like, I don't want any of these toys. I <laughs>
1: I, I, I think that's what it was. like we we when they started that was Ar- Who's this
2: dude? After that, it was just I just watched the theme song because the new theme song was kind of tight. Does it? I the rest of mind, it, I was like,
0: I didn't mind Rod in his prime, but at one thing that really bothered me was the lack of Leonard Nimoy doing Galvatron
1: on the cartoon. That,
2: I know. I mean, could was, you imagine if he was on there more?
1: Oh man, oh, yeah. that's I think all of us was like. We liked, was it, uh, Peter Cullen is Megatron. But then when they switched to Galvatron, it was like, no, no, right. no, no. We cannot like, go from this to that. Like, that was a big, big jump that kind of killed most of us. But then it was that second Transformer movie where we got Octopus back. That was like, okay, I'm done with the Transformers. It's been a nice <laughs> ride, but yeah. I'm good. And I think. They, and when they hit, like I said, Beast Wars, it was like, that was the. Way too out there, and it's like, "Cause you had two seasons of probably uh, Rodimus Prime, and then it was like, okay, now you understand kind of what we shouldn't have done this, trying to correct it, but we do. We, we, you know,
2: no, we name a friend a movie that killed a series franchise, right? Like, come on, <laughs> like that should be a great show because that, that not, one Transformers is number one.
0: <laughs> Which one?
2: Transformers is number one. Like, talk about a movie that killed that franchise was that first movie, and everybody was like, "I don't want any of these toys. Just don't." I I literally have none of the future toys. None. They, they
0: had Galvatron. Laura. I had most. Galvatron's
2: Galvatron fine, but the other ones, because Galvatron had I mean, he was huge. Springer.
1: I thought this was a cool jet. Like his was cool. Um, um, and it couldn't have any of the Sharktacons because those things would have been... You know, Ringer? Yeah, I had, I had, I definitely had... Oh, wait, I, I did, did have a Sharktacon.
2: Oh, God, I did have a Sharktacon or whatever that was. It was like
1: the movie toys, I totally was did. Little, little toys, but it was a point where it was like, I'm not going to the next round because it was like, you were thinking I want to play out uh, Transformers the movie with a different ending and starting point. Even though you watch the movie, <laughs> you're like, yeah have this whole transfer to Rodimus Prime I think we're going to have uh, Galvatron versus
0: Prime and we're just going to be the moment right and- we're going to have Galvatron as a separate guy we're, just, we're going to have him fight Ultra Magnus and Megatron fight Prime and I think the target masters where we had the little dudes who were the guns were like this is stupid they've always had guns why didn't they need humans as guns and then they had the headmasters where they lost their heads and they were also people I'm like this is oh
2: stupid. my god yeah, yeah Oh wow. Was the headmasters is stupid Block that out, dude. Yeah. I
1: seriously That's blocked all that crap out. See, it wasn't it wasn't the point, it was too it was after that you're just like, This is too stupid to continue. I I'm out. Yeah. We're not we, we don't need G. I. Joe's into the heads of Autobots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they were aliens too. It was like why? And I think we have Scorpinox, right? We had him too.
1: He's one. He's somebody. I don't know
0: what he
2: was, but yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what the hell the writers are doing at that point, man. I don't know. I think they were all high and just throwing darts against the wall at the same time.
0: Yeah, it, it got a little wild. All right, two more quick things. Salma Hayek revealed on the Jada Pinkett Smith show that she was among the four finalists to play Trinity in The Matrix. I think that's really fascinating because you had. I, and they didn't mention who the fourth one was. I'm really curious to hear who that was. And we saw Jada Pinkett Smith later in The Matrix. She was like, right. I mean, I don't know if it would have been, oh, man. That, you know would have been really funny? The chemistry would
2: have been worse.
0: I think like it would. Well,
2: I think I it, it would have been worse.
0: I think the chemistry. Can you
2: imagine <laughs> Reeves and she like, I think chemistry would have been hella worse. It would have
0: been really crazy if they did. Will, if they had cast Will Smith as Neo if he stayed there and then Jada Pinkett Smith was Trinity. And I think we would have been like, oh, that's cool. Jada's cool as Trinity. We would have been like, oh, man, she sucks. We would have been just like, oh, that's cool. And then they got married and like, oh, that's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But Simon Hyatt said the reason she did not go further in the audition process because she failed the physical. She said she was too lazy to do all the running around and she didn't understand why that was so important to the role. And it was like, ah, yeah. So that, that was why I carry him. Moss. Didn't she run
2: around in, like, Dogma? And right, whatever. Thing. she was running around in Desperado and
0: doing all this stuff. Maybe she's tired of doing it. But
2: mm, Although yeah. she like, oh, no, she's doing know. it with
0: uh, Hitman's Bodyguards. I mean, she still does. Yeah. So, yeah, it's
1: just really good.
0: That was probably one
1: no, You didn't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, she said it. I mean, I think she probably was like, I don't see this being a franchise. I'll do it for, if you, it's probably, like, if I got just just for one move in, I'll pass,
0: yeah, that, that's funny. I wonder if it, passing on that is will's biggest regret because I feel like he you know of course he's clearly had a great career, but I wonder if he's like, oh man, I should have done that one
1: he, he, he made Oscar movies after that, I think yeah,
0: yeah, last thing. Netflix has a new show called Sexy Beast. People are going to wear these big prosthetics and get made up as animals in Beast. and beasts. They're going to go on blind dates. Well, not blind dates. They're going to go on dates as these manimals. So we're going to see a little preview of the Transformers Maximus here. And the purpose is to see if they can find real love, make a true connection... While not really knowing what each other looks like, now the prosthetics and the makeup for these beasts actually looks kind of cool. It's like, whoa, what's this? I think I'll watch it just to see what happens. But I know Jace, you look very excited about this prospect. Gunner, what do you think about this idea? I
2: feel like if I watch the first episode, I might get hooked. Just to see if the animal things don't freak me out. I'm not a good face makeup person. I don't like clowns. I don't like that shit. Ever. I punched clowns when I was a kid because of it. Therefore, anybody with like the kind of prosthetic face makeup that doesn't look... That looks... Freaky. I'm not gonna be cool with that. Like I'm just like, uh, unless it's like you know the crappiest crap from the fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> otherwise, I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to deal with no Beauty and the Beast type makeup.
0: No, I'm saying that this was done back in 2014. All right, let's see if you can see from my screen.
2: here. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. She looked no. like they, she looked. They they look like they just took the makeup from. Remember the show Beauty and the Beast, like the TV oh, that's show. Funny. That's literally what it looks like. It looks like that dude, all of them, <laughs> and Caitlyn Jenner. Yep. No,
1: it, it it looks very much like the one with Chris and, uh Kristen Kirk, and it's like yeah, that's I mean oh, uh,
2: that beauty, beauty. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know. I mean, it, it's funny I, when you said like
2: Little Kim, yeah,
1: sounds ridiculous. Then I'm like. All right, let's see. Because, I mean, I, I watched Love is Blind. I probably, when the second season comes out, I'm going to watch that, too. Um, and I'm like, okay, is said similar, but then it's like, it's just kind of a weird twist. It sounds stupid, but I could easily get hooked on it. Yeah. Like, if the first episode is good, I think they're good a lot of people watch Right. The first that episode made long hair, Yeah. Not a yeah. yeah. chance. That, that's, that's how they got me to naked
2: wrong. dating. Some VH1 got me with naked dating. I was like, this is dumb. And I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. And I just forgot they were naked.
0: Exactly. Three of
2: those <laughs> in, I just forget they're naked because they're blurred, because they're for the butts. <laughs> 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 well, depending on the time you watch it. I remember that like, after, you know, after a certain time, they can not blur, but they don't have to blur butts.
0: Spicy. So last but not least, we got the Olympics coming out. And I'm really still annoyed at, NBC because they just refused to change the logo to 2021. They're like the Olympics 2022. 2020, like, how to be late. Um, but they're going to have a special show on the Peacock Network, which I think is actually something to make people tune in to Peacock. They're going to have Kevin Smart, Kevin Smart, Kevin Hart, and Stoop Dog recap the Olympics every night. And that's that. Oh, thank you.
1: Bob Costas. Not going to lie, that might actually be must-watch TV.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll call in the Jones, have her show up every so often. I think that could work. Oh, my that, God. That may have me look to find where Peacock is.
1: Yeah, that, that, no that is... No, see, you say that. I mean, like, if Kevin Hart just plays nine, like, if he just just normally snoop, no... I'm thinking that could be, like, end of the day, you know, after the
2: swim-in,
1: yeah that could be kind of interesting i'm
2: not yeah that could be fun he's Maybe doing it for white audiences, audiences as well, uh-huh. well he, he acts different with black audiences and white audiences he's now in the white famous piece now so he's not going to it's not going to be pretty
0: well snoop is, there. Snoop is
2: going to be snoop but he'll ground the whole thing but Heart Kev kevin's going to go a little bit over the top and if Leslie Jones does come through, I hope you were kidding. You know, it's over. It's done. Yeah, um, she's
1: a super fan in the Olympics. So, she, I mean, she, she would get excited like kind of all of us when we see, like, the great athletic performances. Like, she's – so, she's actually – that's I what i like,
2: I feel like we're going to see some bamboozle type performances from that. Like, I feel like we're going to see some ooh and ooh and uh, all that cool. chicken she's Georgian. She's
0: genuinely excited. She doesn't act coonish about it she's just like, oh, man,
2: this is so cool. So no, I'm not talking about limbs, I'm talking about in general. But, yeah, oh. I, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm not going right. to go to Peacock. However, it might show up on, on demand or something on, on Sling because, you know, how Sling be getting some stuff here and there. Oh, there you So go. I'll watch it on there if need be and just critique it. There you
0: go.
2: I'm still not chasing after Peacock.
0: <laughs> I mean, I really need to come up with a better name for that. I mean, I get it, but it's like, I feel weird saying it. All right. Brothers, if it came out back in the
2: day, it'd like, oh, this goes with Spike, that, or Spice, then.
0: <laughs> nah, you know, there would have been no sensitiv- sensitivity whatsoever. Fellas, it is that magical time of the night. Do you have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Well, brother, I know y'all cute have and ready to go. What you got?
1: <laughs> I'm going to choose to say I have no Dummies of the Week to this week. Okay, I've got one.
0: Mine is Kenya Barris.
1: And if you
0: hadn't heard, he's walked away from his $100 million deal, $100 million deal with Netflix to form a partnership with BET to launch BET Studios. And Barnes is going to have an equity stake and serve as a board member. Talk with the Hollywood reporter. Barrett said, I just don't know that my voice is Netflix voice. The stuff I want to do is a little bit more edgy, a little bit more highbrow, a little more heady, and I think Netflix wants down the middle. Netflix became CBS. I don't know if you've seen Black AF. That was not lowbrow. I mean, that was was sort of lowbrow. It wasn't funny. Let's start with that. I mean, they had some funny moments in eight episodes, but certainly not enough to be like, oh, you need to watch it. Um...
2: I didn't even make it through 8.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah. Like, I'm good. It's on. Maybe I'll watch it. But you have to choose to watch stuff on Netflix. But he can't complain that, oh, they were holding me back. Because, I mean, he was cursing his kids. Kids were cursing at him. I mean, it was not something you'd see on network TV. And it certainly didn't feel like, oh, man, this would be funny if only it were edgier. Or if he had, you know, more stuff on it. But He got to really speak his truth. The whole joint was about that. I mean, episodes are called. This one's about. This one is because of slavery. This one's
1: about slavery too. AF was always the title. Uh, I don't see any reason he would need to. I mean, other than hey, maybe uh, BET can make throw him some more money, but I, I don't. Know. I mean, I question that even if that's accurate. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like if you go any edgier. Then Black
2: AF, I don't know if that's actually watchable. Yeah. Edgier? That was barely edgier. That was scratching the surface, dude. Like there were some deep conversations that decidedly didn't go as deep as it could be because of who he is, right? Um I know a lot of uh a lot of raccoons like to travel in packs and go to trash cans together. So yeah. That's yeah. my opinion on that one.
0: I, I just thought it was weird. Like, dude, make, make your stuff better. Don't say that.
2: Right. Don't blame it on... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you, you've seen some crazy stuff on Netflix, right? Yeah. I mean, you really can do whatever the hell you want.
1: Yeah. Period. It was hard. It was like he walked away from an idea. It was like, did you try to push the envelope? I mean, like...
2: No, I know exactly why he walked away. Because... He wanted the audience for his crap, and the audience for that kind of crap isn't the Netflix audience all the time. It's going to be the BET audience, like Tyler Perry. He wants the Tyler Perry money. This is the other reason why I stopped at episode five or whatever the hell that was, because I could see this coming. (laughs) Yep. I was like, I could see this coming, and I was like, see, yeah, they're incongruent, and that's what happened.
0: Gunning,
2: Sorry, do you have a nominee? Um, somebody worse, if you can believe it. No, I'm kidding. Actually, he is not worse than this guy. But because I admire, because he loves the kids. He apparently doesn't love Beyonce. Trick Daddy. <laughs> i <was laughs> not an idiot. Which dummy only bad. because he decided to beat a hornet's or bee's nest, beehive. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh-oh. Um, he decided to. Knock a hornet's nest here and there. Telling everybody that Beyonce can't sing. When she can, she just chooses not to anymore because she doesn't have to. (laughs) Jay-Z doesn't have to be hungry anymore. Beyonce doesn't have to be hungry anymore. But if you ask her to sing the national anthem, guess what's going to happen? If you ask her to sing the black national anthem, guess what's going to happen? If you ask her to actually sing, she's going to do it. She just doesn't need to do it on records all the time. She can just go out there and perform and sing her old stuff and she could still sing her old stuff. Yeah. Well. And like lemonade. Perhaps is a, he confused uh, her with Alicia Keys. I don't know.
1: But <laughs> I, I, honestly, that was like kind of like his probably was like you know she can't sing because she doesn't sing. It's like I mean hey it's like dude you know it's like it's I know she knows how to make money now like she doesn't right. need to have the Whitney Houston great vocals on every track. He's like I know exactly. what these like I'm good. I can sing the same hook five times. I love it. Eat it up.
2: I'm right. good. Exactly, she sang so well that people let her get away with singing Frankie Beverly May's song. I didn't let her get away with it I'm good <laughs> I'm just saying the world was like all right you you all right all right, it's beyonce though Alicia Key's try to do that please she'd be there would be no career for her um but with Trick Daddy, I'm sitting here like I ain't seen an album. Yeah,
1: no, I don't remember the last time I
2: saw it. Was I able to drink the last time you had an album out? Like, I just don't remember. Like, seriously. So, first of all, if you're saying she can't sing because she won't sing, I'm sorry, she can't sing because she won't sing, look at you. You ain't rapping for nothing. You don't even love the kids. What are you doing for the kids now? You ain't doing nothing. Ain't no tang, ain't no orange, nothing. What's happening? So, I feel like Trick Daddy played himself. He tricked himself. And now he's reaping the ben- the un- the the consequences of dealing with whatever yes. of people not buying his albums that he's not putting out.
0: Correct. Also, good news, guys. Um, we've been able to collaborate with some partners. We're going to launch a very special Kickstarter next week. Um, we're going to collect some funds to provide condoms for One Nick Cannon. We're very excited about that, and um, yeah, looking forward to it.
2: So, I believe if our other two castmates were on, I swear to goodness, one of them would have picked that spraying Bama. I'm sitting here like, holy crap! Like this dude is sitting here like ego from freaking uh, Guardians Two. Like he's just like spread my seat across the planet, across the galaxy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean honestly, this dude's gonna have a three baby summer. Like. I'm sorry, that's just crazy. Like,
2: that's like, not a good thing. I mean, you know, I guess if you're rich and so you're good and, and oh, whatever, but come on, man. This ain't, like, you're not even being safe out here, man, like, call out here a in the these streets.
0: Like He's, hmm? okay.
1: call He's the whole world. Not getting his swimming pool, ladies. Nah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, well, fellas, thank you, as always, for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Loud's Movie Files as in fun.